Welcome to AMD Tech Talk, your source for the latest in data center innovation and insight on AMD's latest technology breakthroughs. Now here's your host, Dylan Larson. Welcome to AMD Tech Talk. I'm Dylan Larson. Today, I'm kicking off a new podcast that's going to look at everything in the data center, advances in technology and innovation, and I'll be joined by industry leaders and AMD technologists as we talk through what's coming and where we go next with new innovation in the data center. If we look at the data center today, racks and racks of servers working together on different scale-out workloads. But what you also see is this evolution inside the box with technology like multi-cores and high-speed I.O. and innovations that are making it even more capable inside the box, which means there's new opportunities for how you deploy this technology going forward. On today's episode, we're going to look at technology that will be redefining or extending the way traditional server architectures inside the data center work. The idea is, what can you do to extend memory capacities, large core count capabilities, as well as high-speed IOs to drive new capabilities to meet the needs of this expanding capability set and workloads that are driving the data center forward? So I'm really excited to be joined today by Mahesh Wag, Senior Fellow of Server System Architecture, who's been leading our efforts around CXL. Hey Dylan, glad to be here on the program. I'm really happy to talk to you about CXL and our products and everything CXL has to offer in terms of solutions. Mahesh, where is CXL today and where do you see it going forward? In terms of where CXL is, we can start with where the consortium is. Talk a little bit about who's in the consortium, what is it driving, and then take it from there, right? Um, so if you look into where CXL is positioned today within the ecosystem, that's one of the industries, converged interconnect, if you will, that is bringing both IO as well as coherency semantics on, on an interconnect, which is PCI Express Gen 5, right? So take all the benefits that PCI Express provides and then on top of that, provide the capabilities. If you look into the consortium, it's formed with all of the CPU providers, graphic providers, memory solution providers, and all of the data center as well as enterprise segments, right? So from that perspective, it has very good support from an ecosystem solutions. And in terms of the specification itself in the consortium, it is in its third generation of specification. And it started with providing this ability for accelerators and memory expansion devices to directly attach to a host. In this case, a host could be a CPU, it could be a GPU. It's a computing element, right? In its next generation, the capabilities were extended to support more switching, more fan out so you can scale the capabilities that you have with CXL and add in, for example, hot plug and enhanced capabilities to do persistent memory. And then in its third generation, it expanded those capabilities even further to now provide a scale up and scale out capabilities for CX. Right? So as you can see, it starts off with addressing the very essential capabilities and then on top of that, right? And from my perspective, I wear two hats. 
Uh, one is product system architect from an AMD perspective. And then within the consortium, I chair the CXL technical task force. I'm the co-chair for that task force. So I have a perspective both on where it is going from an ecosystem certification perspective, and then we can talk about from a products perspective, right? And then mm-hmm. to set the stage, we have products from an AMD Epic perspective. The fourth gen AMD Epic processor is the first processor to bring breakthrough memory expansion with CXL. So we're really, really proud about the capabilities that we're bringing in. And then the ecosystem is getting there. We expect to see devices show up, which are memory expansion devices, a production level devices starting this year. So the second half of this yeah. year, we should see in the ecosystem, the full end-to-end solution. Mesh, why was memory expansion such an important first step for us? Yeah, I think if you look into from memory expansion perspective, I think a couple of things are really happening there, right? So the first thing is if you look at just core count perspective, we're on this trajectory of adding more core count. And then as you add that, you're looking at ways to you know scale your either bandwidth per core and capacity per core perspective. So that's, that's one. So you're looking at ways in which you can expand that capability. So that's first. The second one is uh, if you look into the use case for what's driving memory capacity, if I were to look at, there are a lot of use cases for which the memory capacity is just increasing. So Hashin that's more flexible gives you the memory capacity and CXL provides a way for you to grow beyond what you can support with your standard DRAM channels. This ability to increase your system capacity, if you will. Right. So that was the second one. And then if you look at it from the perspective of in any given data center solution today, memory is starting to be you know, a significant part of the cost equation, right? So how can you recoup your investments that you're making into memory? And what is that technology that's going to give you that benefit, right? Every generation, we're gonna to continue to look at DRAM scaling and then provide the best that we can get with DRAM on direct attached DRAM interfaces. But then those N minus one DIMMs, right? You have you've invested in them. How do you make use of that? So we're starting to see this interest in using CXL for, re, you know, recouping your investment and making use of that, right? And the other one is really a paradigm shift, right? It's taking a controller that was attached to a CPU now allowing you and the ecosystem to innovate on memory technology. Right? So from that perspective, it's there's a lot of interest in the ecosystem around businesses that are looking at providing solutions that are going to provide you this flexibility for uh, memory expansion. And then along with that, provide certain differentiating capabilities, right? So the way I see that is it's more of a crawl, walk, run approach, right? We're in this phase Mm -hmm. where we will see the first to market with memory expansion will prove it's functional and performant. And once we have that set up, then you can add all the other capabilities and build on top of what we have to offer with CXL. So lots of advantages that people see in terms of the capabilities that it is bringing. That's very cool. What do you think are the the next steps? Where does CXL go forward? We hear a lot about things like disaggregation and CXL 3.0, but what is that driving? Yeah, and I think it's more of there's all of the pathfinding that's leading the edge, and then there is going back to my crawl, walk, run, right? 
the way I see that is we start with memory expansion, direct attach memory expansion. And if I were to take a look at what are the things that we could do with a four gen AMD Epic processor, right? We provide tremendous amount of capabilities that you really don't have to wait for CXL 3.0. You can start mm-hmm. with CXL 1.1 on all of the capabilities that you want. And I can give some examples of it, right? The first one is system flexibility, right? So if you're a system provider, you're looking at what are the ways you can get the flexibility. Now, flexibility comes in ways of, I want a media choice, right? So if you think about media choice, then you have controllers that are providing either a DDR5 solution or a DDR4-based solution. And now we're seeing you know, solutions that are in that space that are taking an NVMe or an SSD with some CXL capabilities. So CXL by definition is media agnostic and we can support those capabilities and providing that capacity and that bandwidth by just making use of PCI Express lanes to get this capability, right? So that's at the first level, just media flexibility is what it's giving you. The second one that you can do with that is now once you say, okay, I'm going to pick either DDR5 or DDR4, you're looking at what's the bandwidth you want to support for that solution. And we offer on our processors the ability to have a by 16 lane or a PCI Express, you know, two by eights. So we can provide these flexible solutions to build your memory system without sacrificing any of the PCI Express. Right? So we provide the system vendors all of the flexibility to bring that solution to market. Right? So that's tremendous, right? Yeah. The next one is TCO advantages. If you're looking at DDR4 and you're looking at I want to get to a certain memory capacity size. I can get there with making use of DDR4 memory as an example. If you want to get there with DDR5 and build that large memory capacity system, you have that flexibility too, right? So you can look at it both from a TCO advantage as well as building a system. Just to give you an example, we have 12 channels of DDR. You can extend that with four more channels. You're looking at getting... 16, as an example, channels worth of memory capacity in our processors today. So that's what we do. And then we pulled in a lot of features that were defined in CXL 2.0 in CXL 1.1 so we can enable those capabilities on our processors, right? Um, To give you an example of that is persistent memory support. We've done several demonstrations with a few vendors where we can support uh, persistent memory. So if your use case once has the requirements to support persistent memory where you can handle powerful scenarios, we should be able to support that starting with, with our processor. So we have those capabilities built in and, and we support that. Uh, tiering is a very good example. There's This is where you look at CXL and you want to get to that capacity. And we all understand that CXL memory from a latency perspective is going to be different than direct attached DDR, right? And a lot of advances that have happened in the ecosystem based on NUMA-ness, right? Everybody understands non-uniform memory accesses, their NUMA domains have been set up and it's very well understood. With CXL, we're bringing this concept of headless NUMA node. So it's memory that you can understand, doesn't have any CPU cores associated with it, but you have the ability to understand the latency properties of that memory. And all of, for example, if I look into Linux, you have that support built in Linux to handle 
this tiered memory. So you can deploy with tiered memory, right? Yeah. So tiered memory you're saying is not, it's not something that needs to be developed. It's possible today in Linux. So yeah, it's, you can take advantage of that tier. Yeah, it's, it's available in Linux today. And Linux has you know, a default policy. If you look into Linux upstreaming, there have been several uh, upstreaming efforts that have been made now that allows you for page promotion. So now you can have page sure. promotion and promotion capabilities built in. And that's really wonderful to bring a tiered memory solution into the market. And on top of that, then uh, from an AMD perspective, we provide solutions. So when you think about tiered memory, it's a, it's got three ingredients in it that makes a good tiered memory solution, right? The first one is the way for you to monitor where your pages are. Are they in what we call nearest memory, which is hot memory or in the warm tier, right? And then when you find the pages in warm tier, you want to move them to the hot tier, right? So how do you find where those pages are? So on our Fortgen AMD Epic processor, we provide a capability which is called instruction-based sampling. And that allows you to identify where these pages are. So you can make use of that and get significant amount of um, performance improvement for this page moving. Uh, a good example of that is we've done work with a company called Memverge and get more than double-digit performance improvements when they are using the AMD's instruction-based sampling for their uh, memory tiering wow. solutions, right? So we're super proud about the capability that brings in. The second piece then, once you understand where these pages are, are policy engines. And that goes to Linux that has all of the capabilities of how it's going to manage its policy, right? And then the third one is once you determine a page needs to be moved, uh, you're looking at the ways to move it. So today you can use the cores to move the pages from warm tier to hot tier and back and forth like that. And we have hardware capabilities that we're building in. On Genoa, we do proof of concept with those. So you can make use of our hardware engines to actually move this, right? So when you look at its entirety, we have a very good solution that is coming to the market with the tiered memory approach, right? And our goal is to make the best tiered memory solution that we can uh, with CXL capabilities, right? And we're not in this alone. We work very closely with the ecosystem, with the Linux developers, with companies like Memverge and others and bringing these solutions into the ecosystem. And in that context, you can do the tiering for both DDR5 and DDR4 members. So you can have the TCO advantage of DDR4 and do the same kind of movement of the pages based upon you know, the warmth of the data yep. moving forward. Exactly. And then we're providing you that capacity and depending on, and the good part about it is you run the applications and you have this thing that is sitting underneath. So that's application sort of transparent, right? Because you're managing this through the tiers, right? Yeah. Uh, if you know a certain set of applications that can tolerate those latencies, then you can build a policy that says, I know this application, it's not latency sensitive. So you can build, if you have a latency awareness, then you mm -hmm. can even take more advantages of this tiered memory because certain applications you can park them to always run on CXL memory, right? So it's bringing right. all of these unique capabilities into the market. And then finally, you talked about disaggregated memory, right? And you can get to disaggregated memory of a large size by building switches and things like that that come in CXL 2.0. A lot of interest in building multi, what we call multi-headed devices, in which case you have a CXL device with many 
links that come on the north side of the device that connects to CPU. Yeah. And then you can take a pool of resources, memory connected behind those devices, and then pool them with all of the CPU. Right. And we can do that today with our 4th gen AMD Epic that we don't have to wait for our CXL 2.0. Uh, demonstrated that with several of our partners, uh, with controller vendors, this capability where the device can partition its resources and then we have those capabilities, right? So if you're looking into pooling and you want to build a system, you can start working on that today with the capabilities that we have. So my point wow. is we have so much to do just in this crawl phase that yeah. you can get that going and then build on top of that as we get into the next generation of processors, right? One other thing that I think you and I talked about before we launched Genoa was around the security features that we have enabled today with things like a, a secure Nexus paging and secure encrypted virtualization. Those things are pretty powerful capabilities that operate within the memory system context. Do those things work completely transparently with CXL or is there work we have to yeah, do? Yeah, they do. So all of the, from an AMD perspective, the Infinity Guard security features that we support on our Genova processor, for example, the series that we provide for direct attached DDR, they just seamlessly cover CXL attached memory. So we don't distinguish between direct attached DDR versus CXL, right? right. So you should be able to deploy that with, uh, with all of the capabilities that we have on a 4-gen AMD Epic. And what that means is your data addressed, you get encryption and you get all of the protection for what you have and you know what people are really uh, enjoying on direct attached memory. You get those same capabilities on CXL attached memory. And it's seamless. And we did that demonstration at Supercomputing 22 um, where we showed just off the shelf, you know, containers and VMs running security on a CXL attached device. And the good thing about it is all of it is all contained within the AMD Epic CPU processor that you don't need any device support for encryption. So you can pretty much take any CXL device and you have that solution across all of the devices, right? So from a system integrator's perspective for people who are putting the systems together you don't have to worry about unique solutions per device attack because you will get the same capability across all CXL devices, right? So that way it cuts down your development cost significantly. Otherwise you're looking at validating with each and every device vendor based on their solutions and just your scope of what you need to cover and validate expands. With having this capability on the CPU, we're providing it seamlessly, right? Uh, and then, you know, pretty much the data that goes over the wire, that's all encrypted, right? So you know at any time is secure. That's awesome. That's one thing I think is so powerful about, obviously starting with our Infinity Guard technology being a great foundation and then extending the memory subsystem with what you're doing with CXL. It's just amazing because you get the kind of best of both worlds. You get both the memory expansion capabilities we know we need to continue to support given the core count growth, as you mentioned, but also the work we're doing around ensuring that this is secure for data. Yep. Mahesh, thank you so much. This was awesome, awesome first podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and providing us with great insight. Is there anything you'd want to close with before we end up today? Yes. Thanks, Dylan. This was really great and glad to be here and kick it off. Now, this is an exciting technology. 
there's a lot here and there's a lot in terms of what's been promised. And I'll go back and say it's the crawl, walk, run part of it. We're here where we're showing in all of these capabilities with four AMD Epic processors. We're, we're at a point where Excel as a technology, we're, we're demonstrating that it's functional and performant, right? And that's a very big step. And we work very, very closely Absolutely. with the ecosystem providers to sort of, you know, the controller vendors on optimizing for those workloads, right? So at AMD, we're spending significant amount of you know, our time and energy working with, with with just the ecosystem to bring it, right? It takes a village to get it out there, right? And sure. We're really proud of the things that we've achieved. So if there is interest, right, please connect with us. We can talk about all of the use cases, the solutions that we can enable with CXL. And if anybody's thinking about, hey, we need to wait for the next generation of CXL, I don't, you don't need to wait. The capabilities are here. I think you you should look at taking advantage of it. You will find for every use case that you have, there is a solution in there that you you can come up with. Thank you so much, Mahesh. I really, really appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining AMD Tech Talk. Find out more about the technologies discussed today at www.amd.com. 